What's up, you guys? This is Chance from So About Yesterday. And for fans of R&B, hip-hop, and rock, Kyle Jackson is one of those few musicians out there who are able to combine the genres seamlessly. And if you mess with artists like Anderson Pack and Childish Gambino, you'll definitely love his self-produced and written album called Only Time Will Tell. Stream it now on Apple Music and Spotify. Breaking overnight, we're learning chilling details about a deadly shooting in an Alabama home. Police say a 14-year-old has confessed to killing his family members. CNN's Bryn Gingras joins me now with more. Bryn, what is this about? Yeah, this is chilling indeed. Officials say a 14-year-old killed his family inside their Elkmont, Alabama home. Now, the Limestone County Sheriff's Department says the teenager is the one who called 911. And authorities responded to the home and found his family, five family members, shot. Three died in the home and two were airlifted to the hospital in critical condition and have since died. The sheriff's department says the teenager confessed to the murders and now is helping authorities with finding the 9mm handgun he allegedly used in that crime that he also allegedly tossed away. So this is a developing story, Allison. We're going to work to get more details and, of course, update our viewers. In every superhero movie, you see the hero fighting an evil villain either a scary creature or a darker side of themselves. In this episode of So About Yesterday, we explore evil. What's going on, you guys? This is So About Yesterday. This is Chance, uh, representing New Jersey. And we got Sarah in the building, representing Kalamazoo. And then we got uh, JR, also representing Jersey as well. How's, how's it going, you guys? What's how's going on? <laughs> Kalamazoo, get out of here. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, she's not in Kalamazoo. I'm not in Kalamazoo. I you like, just like to say it. you damn right I do. I just want to give good. everybody a, a, just a little warning. Looks like Sarah had a few drinks, so she's a little giddy tonight. That's a lie. Yeah, that no. Liquid, liquid courage. There's nothing wrong with having liquid courage. Love liquid that? courage. Not at all. No, but how was how was the week? You know, everyone had a decent week, good week. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, what did I do? Yo, I had a long weekend because uh, like the Labor Day stuff, and like they gave me an extra day. Then I called out. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I just, I just wanted to relax and chill, and I got a lot of stuff done, um, just around the house. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you want to do it like a deep clean and get everything out, and just right. get rid of all that, that just like not negative energy, but I feel like I'm wiping away all the negative energy in my house. Like I was just like, yeah, I feel good. I just feel good. good. As you should, and Sarah, did you oh, have any bad juju? Yeah, I mean, um, on my day off, I just kind of chilled. Um, I watched all seasons of Glow, which was fantastic. I have How do you binge watch all these shows? Last episode, it was Mindhunter. Yo, listen. This season, it's Glow. I'm listen, just overwhelmed. No, I know. I, I really... Um, I really get into stuff. Uh, yeah, no, and I, and when I binge watched it, now I have like a large crush on Mark Barron. Um, so, and you don't have to. It's, <laughs> Dang, he's, okay. he's a famous comedian. He's <laughs> not that famous. 
He really is. If you if you're not part of the comedian society, he is. Oh, Mark Marin has he he has his own podcast. He he's a, a famous comedian that is very I, sexy and has like the best peppered hair. Um, we should reach out to him. I wish. Yeah, we should. Maybe you should do that. I should. You know, make that move. I really, I should get on it. He is. You should. No, he's beautiful. I think that's but... what she wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like he is. He is a really good-looking man. Um. Mm. I'm just saying. That's what. Like that's what I got from Glow. Honestly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 what I have received from. Uh, watching three seasons of Glow, okay? Whoa. There's three saying. seasons. I thought it just came out. No, there's three seasons. They've, they had, no, it did not. There's, um, the third season just recently came out. Huh. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to check that out. And we that should. It's really good. What my thousand other videos I have to watch on <laughs> And all the other crazy. things that we've suggested. Yeah, not enough life. On the list. Yeah, not enough life to watch all those shows. It's but speaking of life, we understand how very precious it is. And as of recently, a 14-year-old young man actually killed five of his family members, called oh. the police, and confessed to all the murders. Yes, you heard me. A 14-year-old boy, little wow. boy, killed everyone in his family, um, and just called the police and confessed to the murders. And now he is, you know, under... Uh, He's with the police right now. He's detained, and he's helping the police find uh, the remains and find certain pieces of evidence um, that implicates him. But um, just looking at this story, um, it just made me wonder, like, what would lead someone down a path of this kind of, like, evil? You know? Like, what would, what would make someone do something and not just in this situation but you know btk you know bind torture and kill or um anyone who commits these heinous crimes would oh, you like think? a serial killer yeah i mean just anyone that does not just a yeah mainly a serial killer but just anything you know super super crazy what would lead an individual especially a child down the path of that kind of anger or, that uh, kind or, of or any of these people now these days like with all that all the negative and nasty stuff that's going on in the world I'm guessing you're you're leading into right um, like what yeah you want me to start off I'll go in. I'm gonna jump right in there Please. Um, once again I, it's it's like an ongoing thing it is the environment right now it is the world we live in um, it is social media it is um how soft people are being raised now these days I think they feel as though that that's that's the way to do things like they're seeing all this negative stuff on TV killing and hurting people and then you you just mentioned uh, a bind torture what it was what's the yeah, BTK, bind torture kill yeah BTK. that that right there I just like we were just mentioning that was on Mindhunters so you gotta think yeah. about it you're, you're seeing that on the news then you turn on Netflix, you're, you're watching Mindhunters and you're watching these things happen. Then from there, you're on a video game and you're killing and murdering. And then you step out your door. This is more shit that's coming in. You step out your door and then some of these people are 
not able to handle, let's say, somebody talking to them in a certain way or how life is or whatever it is, um, to them, they're just taking this and they're just running with it. They're trying to, like, they don't know how to handle life. So they they figure they want to help hurt others or do things that outrageously, like, they think they do it for, like, the gram or anything like that. Wait, so you think that they actually, like, are doing it because they're going to get something from it? In their mind, they, they, they've been so desensitized by all the shit that they see on an everyday basis. And, and, and we'll talk about the desensitization in a bit, but go ahead, I'm, I'm listening. Like, they, they, we are force-feeding these people now these days all this negative shit, and it's desensitizing us. It's like, think about it, all the nasty shit you see on TV... You go on uh, Instagram or you go on any social media. I can't. I, I, it's addictive to me to watch World Star. I don't know why, but I watch the crazy fights. I watch the shootings. I watch that shit. I don't know what it is, but I can't stop watching some of that shit. And then from watching there, there's another thing going on. And you see that there. And, and you're walking down your block and you see people fighting and yelling at each other. You see all this negative shit happening around you. You feel as though it's okay. Like, it's all right. I can do this stuff. You get what I'm saying? I know yeah, you're making I, a face over there. So you might as well just jump in and say some shit. Yeah, but I don't, I, don't think, I don't think necessarily that just because something is seen means that something is done. I don't think that someone sees something happen or sees something said and is going to then do it. So, like, and it, let's say, like, the 90s, like, I don't think that Marilyn Manson is going to, like, sing a song and then is going to suggest that someone goes and kills someone. I don't think that a, a, a video game is going to be played and then is going to suggest that someone go kill someone like Grand Theft Auto. I don't think that like someone watches like a 9-11 video and then like thinks that they're gonna go do that. Like I don't think that that like there's a correlation with watching something and then going to go do it. But I think that there are people that maybe take those thought processes and put it towards their own like I don't I'm not I'm not trying to like go fully against you I think that there are some people that see that and say yes that's something I should do um but I don't think it's like a complete like 180 um from what they think they should be doing well, I, 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 un- I completely understand what you're saying there. But you're telling me, from the time that we were a little bit younger, I didn't see shows like this. I wasn't, I wasn't in, uh, watching these movies. My video games didn't have so much blur or blood or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff wasn't there for me to see. And I, I was able to deal with bullies and I was able to deal with certain things. The environment now is like, you know what I mean? Like everybody can't handle the the pressure of certain things, so they feel as though they're gonna they're gonna keep on doing these certain things. You know what I mean? I feel as though there's so much like hatred out there that nobody can handle. 
that that's what's making them drive them to that. Yeah, that's it's hard for somebody to turn on that switch and go and shoot somebody or turn on that switch and hurt somebody and do these things. But think about it. That nine-year-old kid was probably left with an iPhone because now these kids are given like all these devices that you can get to anything to. What was that? That 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 thing on YouTube that the dude was like, kill yourself. And oh, you- yeah, with like the Momo thing. Yeah, it's completely different uh, like mind process now. But that's look- the thing, though. Look at this stuff that's being sent out there. I didn't see that as a kid. I was watching it. I wasn't watching what you call it, like YouTube like that. You know what I mean? Like to me right now, my my like I would say my older generation because I'm a little bit older is like we would use YouTube to watch or I would use YouTube to watch like how to do this or how to do that. Like these guys are just clicking on things, clicking on things like, oh, but what's this? Like, oh, I can beat the shit out of somebody. Oh, how to put together a gun, how to do this, how to do that. You get all the crazy part of that. that. Right. No, that makes sense. No, but the crazy part is, is that these things have always been going on. It's just that now with technology, things are more available. Now, we want to really get to brass tacks back in the day with the draft and with the Vietnam War, World War II. Of course, there was a crap ton of violence always going on. And yeah, you didn't need the Internet, but you had a TV always blaring violence, you know, especially, you know, with the bombs dropped over Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki with people, you know, having night sweats of being, you know, drafted into the military or taken to jail. So the trauma, you know, that that stuff hasn't changed. It's like they say, it's the same stuff, different toilet. It's just that now it's more readily available. So, yeah, you do have all these video games. You have Grand Theft Auto. You have all these crazy movies. But yet, you know, you, you still have that small percentage of individuals that don't really kind of understand the the disc who, who blur the lines between reality and like and and, and, and the fantasy and if fantasy they, they they think they live now, in it. Hear, this, hear me out. Now, in all fairness, I do have a cousin who is um, autistic, and as he was growing up, um, and I will, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, take a dump on my, you know, poor aunt's name, you know, who passed away. But the environment that she set for my autistic cousin wasn't a positive one. So absolutely right. When it came to raising him and getting an example, he would like look up to video games and TV shows to see what a man was like. So whenever I would go visit him, he would always, you know, we would get into kind of these like little funny like tiffs. And then he's like, I'm going to shoot you and just say all these like aggressive words. But he didn't know what he was saying. Now, because, you know, he has low functioning autism, you know, that's that's a that's a reasonable. I mean, that's an explanation of, you know, why, you know, he couldn't really blur the lines. Maybe he could blur the line. Maybe he did know the difference. Did anybody tell him and correct him? Yeah, I did. I would do that all the no, time. No, you would. But if he wasn't around, anybody else would correct him. No, no. You, you get what I'm saying? There's, right. there's, there's like, you're saying this and you, you, you would correct him. But let's say if nobody corrected him. Hypothetically, he would keep on saying these things. And then the, cra- the words won't be just words. It would just be something else because now he's watching TV. He sees that it's all this shit going on. Hey, so because like, nobody's the- there. Now these days, there's hardly anybody home because everybody's always working. So you leave the kids right. all by himself. And like what when you said, the ki- I'm, I was looking at the, the whole thing. The kid was able to get a nine millimeter handgun. So you're telling me 
You know what I mean? He was probably, the gun was left at home, nobody supervising this kid. And he probably watches all these shitty movies. And, and I, I enjoy the movies, they're not shitty, but these movies that are putting out all this violence and playing these games and doing all these things. And there's nobody saying, listen, uh, this is a little bit too violent. Or listen, you should be watching this at this certain age or anything like that. That All that stuff is just rushing into his mind and nobody's saying, that's a little bit too much for you at your age. That's right, a little bit too much right now. Society will say, oh, well, boys will be boys. But if he has like a Barbie doll, oh yeah, stop acting like, you know. Boys will be boys. Yeah. Stop acting like a like a girl. You need to play with the G.I. Joe. You need to be aggressive. That's what I was told. And I kind of, because I was just like, mm, I don't like fighting because I know I, I would lose every time. I'm not really the violent type because I don't, I don't know. I Okay. Okay, we're this we're gonna be honest. Being the violent the whole violence thing, that scared the crap out of me because growing up having parents of color, I was told that, you know, there's no place in the world for an uneducated Negro. And at the end of the day, I'm a big black man and people see me as a very threatening individual. So for me, like I always wanted cornrows. My parents would never let would never let me get cornrows. I always wanted those little stud earrings. They would never Ooh. let me get it. Simply because I would kind of go into that stereotype and they knew that I was bigger. Whenever people would say, oh, you should play football, my mom would always say, well, he's going to own a football team. Mm -hmm. So she was trying to break the stereotype. But the idea that I'm trying to get to is that growing up, I understood and I had my head on a swivel that I am a black, a big black male that could easily be on one of these headlines, you know, at any time. Like, if you don't know me, then of course, the way I look, as you said earlier in the season, JR, it says something completely different. So when it comes to violence, I was aware of myself in the environment. Because I was aware of myself in the environment, I decided to kind of not take part in those kind of delightful uh, pieces of violence. I, I didn't want to, you know, include my involve myself with anything violent or anything. But that, that brings us right back to you had your mother there to say these things. You had somebody to give you limitations. There was somebody to, there to say it's a little bit too violent. You get right, but you, you see the, the thing, the underlying There's thing. a level. There is a level of like like a certain age that you should be given this information or all this stuff that's hitting you. You shouldn't be given like a phone to be able to like just indulge on like the crazy shit that you can. You get what I'm saying? Like my my boy, um, TM, he doesn't allow his kid to watch anything that has to do with gun violence. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't allow his his uh, his wife or or him. They they hardly watch anything that's like so much action that that there's a lot of shooting or anything like that. They don't watch anything like that. But kids get curious. Anything that's going on there that that said, hey, let's not watch that. But I think they realize like if you put that in somebody's like like here you go you can watch this this is okay like this is okay it becomes more things like like for for me like oh i could touch this oh this is okay oh oh i can i can do this i can but then you know, you you take anyway I take so whether you show it to them or anyone show it to them or not they're still gonna get curious just like with alcohol I have a cousin, right. who, I have a godbrother who, who lets his uh, child children drink alcohol at a young age so they can kind of see that the hype is not that big. Like, oh, you want to sip a beer? Here, sip it. Oh, see? 
it's not that crazy. Then they become desensitized to it, and then they just don't really drink. Well, he actually went shit face drunk at my uh, wedding, but that's another story. But the point is, that's your face. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I said the, the kids got shit face. You said? Well, well, one of them. I mean, he's he's, oh. he's of age. Well, in the country. But the point is, <laughs> is that because he was desensitized to what was going on, the the thrill of taking part in something so dangerous was no longer intrigued. So what I'm saying is that if TM, uh, this gentleman, would go ahead and expose his child to the violence, and I'm not saying I'm being the devil's advocate. I'm just saying if he were to expose, take him to a gun range, you know, show them how to properly use. You know, a gun, how to be responsible. Uh, right. Maybe they could kind of say, you know what? A gun is a one of the many ways I can protect myself, but it's like the end all be all. If you take away that kind of mystery of, oh, what's this thing that, you know, Elmer Fudd is walking around with trying to kill Bugs Bunny with? You know what I mean? Then it's no longer a, a, a curious thing. It's just like, oh, that's a gun. I shot it last week. Not that special. So they can go ahead and realize that if I'm angry, I can beat the shit out of someone with my fist rather than using a machine to kill someone because that's a cowardly way to do things. So you're I don't rep- to I don't show them, like show them a little bit of it and explain to them. Yeah, just kind of like, oh, you know, this is marijuana. You see this? Yeah, you know, um, probably would get fired if you like smoked this. While you were at the job, or maybe it's while you're change the understanding of it. Yeah, if, if the kids understand it, then it takes away that that sense of mystery, and that's why I want to get to the idea of because we become so desensitized as just human beings with all these shootings happening every other week. Do you think that these shootings are kind of? Yes, I know it's, it's fucked up that we've normalized shootings. But do you think that what's been going on in the news has somehow, um, I'm going to say, dr- driven home the fact that that curiosity for guns should kind of be left alone, that the disgust for guns should just kind of maintain? Well, the, the difficulty is that like a lot of us don't actually have a problem with it. It's It's... I mean, there is a problem with the fact that we're we're experiencing these shootings and these um, problems within America. The fact that like people are like shooting guns, the fact that they're exploding bombs, and the fact that we're just we're having a problem um, containing these things and when we actually like sit back and look at it every time that these things happen we actually we don't see that it's a problem anymore every time and I honestly think like a sense maybe like 9-11 or the like Boston bombing like we don't we don't actually feel something after that there was like an actual um oh my god this is happening moment but we don't we don't have like a 
a reaction to it. Well, maybe it gets to a point where us no longer having a reaction is maybe a survival mechanism. Because if we allow these things to continue to bring us down, then we're just going to be hanging our heads every day and just be negative Nancys all the time. So, I mean, I guess the desensitization is, you know, just a way... Like, for example, if you get into a bunch of terrible relationships, you know, of course you're going to be a little numb, like, you know, to loving someone and giving your heart away because you don't want to be hurt again. You know, so if you see people that look like you are getting shot at a at an institution that you don't want to go to already, you know, every day, then of course, um, that's just going to turn into just a, a survival mechanism. But I guess, what, I guess this whole evil, I think it's just, I think it's sad. I think it's, it's very sad that we live in an age where stuff like this, we're not really shocked anymore. And I guess that made me kind of question my own morals and my own kind of moral compass. You know, because could this have been me? Could I have been in this kid situation? No, because the, the difference is, is, the difference is, my bad, I'm cutting you off, but I think no, we need please. to, I think the difference is like, you was raised, um, differently it was a different time we didn't see we didn't have like we said we didn't have that access so you wasn't desensitized to the like i saw something bad on tv we had these shock moments in life that we saw and we witnessed and and the world witnessed and, and sometimes it was a wake-up call but now the thing is like you like we're, we keep on talking about everything is right there like before i would just turn on the news i was just thinking about this my my, my brother upstairs constantly watches the news at night there's always like bad shit but for some reason now that i don't watch regular tv i guess or i don't watch the news as much so i don't see any of the negative shit the only thing i see the most is what the the presidential shit going on or whatever you know what i mean the little bullshit scandals but what's going on in the world that we're getting so desensitized is like i'm watching where i get my violence from is i'm getting from world star i'm swiping through my phone and I'm seeing it and it's being normal to me like I, I remember watching shit on Worldstar that it's like car crash bump happened fight. look look at yeah. this bump fights or a car crash yeah. happening and and like I'm with seeing everything that happened and like now I'm I can look at it and it doesn't bother me as much now if you don't mind I don't want to be disrespectful or anything at all but you know from us just kind of talking in private you know you kind of you know told me about your upbringing and things that you've seen that a lot of other people in your age group do not see. So do you feel like the environment that you grew up in and the things that you've seen at the age in your life, because that's 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 real life. That's not like fucking stuff. That's not like fake shooting. That's not fake drugs. And that's, you fucking experienced the wire. Like you, you've like kind of seen firsthand these very things that people are saying are encouraging people to make bad decisions. Now you, my friend, you've kind of overcome, even though you've kind of seen stuff that I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but from, you know, what we've been kind of talking about, like, yeah, you know, kids having access to violent TV shows, kids having access to this or the other, you... That, that here's the difference. They're watching it. They're watching it and they're, they're indulging on it. And, and it's like they have a, like a window. Like, it's a difference. Like, oh, I, I, it's a fantasy that they're living in. You get what I'm saying? Where I lived and I seen things that would change your, 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 your mindset on certain things, okay? For them, 
It's a fantasy that they live on playing a fucking video game. It's a fantasy they live on by watching some fucking bullshit on TV. Like I just, well, I just watched John Wick, and that was like fucking two hours of non-stop stop shooting. And right. like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Look at all this blood. Look at all this shit happen and everything like that. But they're watching this shit and they're living in that fantasy. And that's just one movie. I'm talking about one social media thing, which is World Star. There's so many other things that are out there that they're looking at, that they're, you know what I mean, that they see and they're, they're just Let's indulging honest, on it. Though. Let's call a spade a spade that in those environments, it's it's very well known that, you know, the system, and we could talk about this in another episode, that, that the system is kind of set up to make certain people not succeed. And when it comes to aspiring for greater things, the greater things that people see are no longer doing good things. It's if I do evil things and maybe I can push that bend just like, you know, homie that I see grow across the street for me because he was in my situation. It's more relatable. So I guess more so embracing that evil of drugs, gangbanging, taking part of that life because maybe growing up, they didn't have that family background. They didn't have that support system, you know, with working a nine to five job, like a fast food restaurant that's not paying them shit of course you know everyone tries to do good but sometimes a little evil comes out of us you know our devious part of side of us or that little red uh, person on our shoulder comes and tells us hey you know well you doing the good thing hasn't worked so do you think that people aspiring uh to live that drug dealer chic is really another kind of like an early byproduct of kids and individuals being inspired to embrace evil that that could be starting it but it's really upon you like it's 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 not only just that but it's so many other things that's going on in their in their life like i'm a i'm around drug dealers i was around drug dealers i was around drugs i was around all that stuff and i decided to go a different path you get what i'm saying like but why for me, like I still, even though like all the shit I seen and the the parent, my parents wasn't around, they still kind of instilled certain things into me. You get so what I'm saying? So you're just kind of contradicting yourself because you just said earlier that if it wasn't for the upbringing that we had and the people that we had in our lives to tell us no, that's not good. You should stop doing that. That it would leave a let an individual go on a path of destruction. But you just said. But that you've had like little seeds of information and inspiration and knowledge instilled in you. Certain yeah. certain things. So my, my mom was is a is a great woman. She is a great woman, but she had to work a lot. She wasn't around. It was my father who was doing all these things and my mother wasn't around, yes. But the thing is she was working and she showed me certain things to just make sure to always take care of yourself in this manner. Don't do this. She owes the crazy part about it is like my father seemed to be doing the, all the wrong things and my mom's always felt as though don't do that don't lie don't cheat don't steal don't do these things so if you you, you talk about contradiction that was a, a contradicting like relationship right there you get what i'm saying like you had somebody who wants to live a love a, a different side of the law and then you got somebody who abides by all these rules my mom's would not break any rules yeah she wasn't there and she partied a lot and stuff like that she wanted to live her life but that doesn't change the fact that she didn't come home and say don't do this don't do that or if she left me with my grandma 
she, my grandma obviously told me to do this, do that. Like she, she they, they taught me right from wrong. Certain people in these neighborhoods are not having somebody there to tell them right from wrong. They would come home and not say fucking words to these kids. You get what I'm saying? They would come home and they would keep on living these lives. Like my father, like he would try to hide the drug dealing shit and try to hide certain things from me. And sometimes he would come at me in a certain way and it would probably affect me or it has affected me. But then again, I had my mom trying to be there for me and be understanding to the things that were happening and say, hey, you, you need to still do this. You need to still do that. You need to be on that right path. You know what I mean? So you're saying our environment can make us good or evil? You, you can go either way, but that evil side is always there. The way people talk to you, the way you are raised, that's always there. I see that. I feel like you want to say something, Sarah. I mean, I mean, well, well, I just, I think, I think environment is a big part of it. Like if we're talking about the kid that killed his family, I think environment is a large part of it. There's environment and like the people that you've interacted with. I think there's, uh, the things that may have happened like maybe you hit your head maybe like there like maybe there are things that like happen throughout your lifetime that like have brought you to this happening but i think there are also things that like mentally internally if we're talking about serial killers if we're talking about people that are just killers in general uh, that are like mass murderers, like this kid that killed his whole family. Like sometimes it's just it's intrinsically uh, part of that person. Like I, I it, it's hard to like separate, like whether it's uh, nature or nurture, whether or not this kid that well, what had a. I mean, I don't know about the kid in general because I don't like I don't know his whole story, and I haven't read like the the what full article. But I I, I think I think a lot of the time there is um, a nature problem. I think people that want to kill will kill. I think that they're I think psychotic and. And anyone that is um, a psychopath, like, I think there, there is someone that is going to kill no matter what. I think they, they see that and it's going to happen and they're going to do it. I think there are other people that maybe it, maybe it did happen from nurture. Maybe people that had a problem uh, further down the line, like, maybe they were molested maybe they were uh beaten maybe they maybe they were um horribly treated maybe they hit their head maybe they maybe they had a problem like there there are a lot of things that could possibly bring it down that would actually say that they could possibly have killed that person but i i honestly think that it is nature. So I think you're saying, I'm listening. I'm, I'm sorry. So you're no, saying, if we, if we like had a 
back to, we had a time machine right now. Yeah. And we were able to go back, you know, to, let me guess, the year would be, I guess, uh, 1889. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, a young man who grew up to get into the arts had an abusive father. Yes. My father didn't believe in him. It was mostly a mama's boy. And kind of spent his whole life being a dick. I'm talking about Adolf Hitler. If we had a time to yeah. go back in time and and tell Adolf, like, hey, you are like, you know, you should go into the arts. You should try yeah. being creative. You should kind of, you know, do you, do you think that Adolf Hitler could have been saved? Do you think that the... No. The, the bomber, the um, the the Kansas City uh, bomber no. could have been saved. Do you think that if there's any other scenario that no. could have been presented to these people that they would still go ahead and not at all? I feel like I don't think so. so. They had a different group of people around them to tell them, "Yo, that's fucking crazy." You get what I'm saying? Or you or you had a friend like some of these people probably didn't have no fucking friends at all, and they felt as though they had to do this shit. It, it, I think if they even had friends, they would have done that shit. You have to have somebody there to tell you, no, that's fucking crazy. Like, there's people out there that need to... I'm sure someone told A.F. Hitler that, though. I'm sure there was, but then he walked away. But if somebody was really on top of him, or they, they probably was... They said it in passing. They wasn't truly his friend to say that shit. Ain't nobody really connected with these, with these maniacs. You know what I mean? That's what needs to happen. People need to connect with these individuals. I think it's what's happening now or what happened back then. It's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of the environment. But if somebody stepped in and said, yo, that's that's wrong. You need to chill the fuck out. Like, that sounds fucking crazy. And they're close enough to to make an impact. You on don't think person. anyone said that to Hitler, though? People around him. Let's say they if probably were afraid of him. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, but like someone at some point was like, Hitler, you're fucking insane. And he was like, no, 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 I think I'm, I think what I'm doing is, is good. Well, maybe You don't think fun. anyone said that? I think that with, sometimes we find ourselves empathizing certain monsters, especially if you like watch the movie, just like Black Panther, how like uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, even though he did some crazy outlandish shit, you kind of empathize with him because of his backstory of kind of being abandoned as a child and having to do certain things. Now, I'm not justifying what the fuck that asshole Hitler did, but what I'm saying is that, you know, it's, it's very easy when you're in the moment to kind of be like, oh, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. You know, I I, I, I I get where your anger comes from, but it's misguided anger. And, that, and that's the thing. If you saw my Instagram post today, I, I just mentioned this. If people would be fucking real with each other and just say what it is, like, bro, that's fucking nuts. Watch your fucking mouth. Don't talk about that shit. Don't even think that way. Like, wait, wait, you, why are you thinking that way? If somebody was to correct that shit in the beginning. Don't make them more angry. They'll sometimes piss people off. Sometimes people can but they handle need the to be in that uncomfortable situation. Like that's what fucking bother me right now. Like people need to speak the fuck up and say, "Yo, this is I, I don't like that shit. I don't I don't like how that's making that? me feel." Right. Yeah, but not everyone is built by that same cloth. I don't care who you are. I wasn't built that way. <clears throat> I'm learning that right now. I'm yeah. I'm realizing if people would be upfront and tell me what it is at the beginning and say something to me to correct my shit, 
I wouldn't continue on doing the same shit that I do all the fucking time. You get what I'm but saying? Sometimes that seems like yeah. a like a disrespect. Like if someone came up on the street and be like, "Hey, Jr., I heard that shit you were talking about." On your podcast, I was really fuck up. You to ship, shape up or ship no, out. No, man, I'm talking we about niggas back. who are close to me. I'm talking about like my people that are as friends that know me on an everyday basis, that see me and talk to me. You know what I mean? I'm not a big talker. This is the most I ever talk. Like honestly, yeah. like I'm not that. I don't like to talk that much. I play around and I joke around, but this right here, like this is it's eye opening. It, it makes me realize I, I should be. Saying the truth and speaking what I feel a lot more, and I think a lot of people would do that. But if they was to do that, they wouldn't feel as though they had to lash out in certain certain ways. Like but I have an anger issue. I'm not gonna lie. I lash out at people a lot. I mean, I say things that would hurt your feelings, like because I would find something that I know would bothers you, and I would lash out. But maybe that's because I held that hold held so much shit inside. If somebody was to correct me on certain things. And I would be angry about it, but it would correct me. And I'd be like, yo, that's, that's kind of fucked up. You're kind of right. You get what I'm saying? If you call me out on, on some shit, you, you like, I can't be mad. I'm going to be mad. But like, if you're still there and being there with me and start continue talking to me, even though you called me out on some shit, I think I would understand like, all right, I, I got to see you your way. But don't you think there's a certain way of delivery? For that honesty, because that honesty can come off as an attack. People will close themselves off. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, though. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear what what you're really thinking. Ain't nobody want to tell you, bro, you look crazy in that. Bro, your breath smells like ass. But we know from firsthand experience, we know from firsthand experience, that interaction that we have with an individual wanted to go ahead and do something their way when you go went ahead and told them the truth they hung up on us and that was that so my entire life dealing with this individual but here's the thing that Did we spoke yeah i'm speak. sorry i'm sorry to cut you no, off no, no. but like Please. here's the thing that person cut likes like said that and overreacted as an adult overreacted so you're telling me nobody's ever else called him out on this shit that's what would probably well, no you you are now but that's the thing yeah. yo there's so many other times that you told me this individual that we're talking about yeah. has done these things so many times and guess what you talk to him again and they act like yeah. everything was right. okay right. so that I means you never called him out on the shit I called no. him out on the shit and that's why he was like I'm not gonna hear it but if he continued yeah. talking to me or you did the same thing or somebody else who's close to him did the same thing that would change the whole aspect of everything you'd be like Guess what? I think I am actually being a dick. Right. I, I think with him, my that's bad. probably no, no, no. I feel like that's one of the reasons why he was my friend because he understood that he kind of dangled certain things over my head and that I was just kind of I'm, I'm a pushover. That's what I am. You know, I'm working on this whole honesty thing. And um, no, but like, yeah, I, I think when it comes down to it, honesty is good. We can all say it. We can all say how great it is. But we also know how offended people will get, how upset people will get, and how people aren't used to being told the truth. Like, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Like, telling the truth to someone in 2019 is like telling someone, like, the date and time and the name of the individual um, that their spouse cheated on them with. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to know the whole cheated part. Don't have to tell me what that person 
person looks like or what, you know, like I just, I don't want to let it fester because now we live in a, in an age where, you know, you're right. Everyone is very conscious. Everyone has to be self-aware because we're always posting pictures of ourselves. We're always putting ourselves out there, but no, I, I totally agree. But I mean, let's talk about a time you guys, when we've experienced pure evil firsthand, just, just, just a time that you've experienced pure evil firsthand. And after that pure evil incident, do you think that that individual was able to redeem themselves? And I'll go first. Um, growing up, um, probably said this in 17,000 other episodes, uh, but my father, of course, would let his stress come to the home. He would drink, smack myself, my mother, and my sister around. There was a time where I saw my mother get thrown up against the wall. Um, she was looking at me, you know, just crying, saying, you know, Chance, make sure that you never treat a woman like this. Um, my sister um, was just saying, like, you know, get off of my mother. So my, my, my sister jumped on my father. And we're, like, in a bathroom, and I, like, I can't, I ran out of the bathroom. My father is, like, punching my sister. And then my mom was, like, get off of my baby. It's just this whole thing going on. But long story short, my sister has, like, a stigmata, uh, a stigmata uh, a mark on her hand. For those of you who don't know, stigmata, Jesus Christ, got, you know, nailed on the cross, got a hole in his hand. My sister had a hole in her hand. Following day, my, uh, no, 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 following week, my sister graduated from, uh, I think it was like college or something like that. And my father got her a Tiffany's necklace and stuff. And was just like, yeah, you know, that's my way of saying sorry about buying you fancy stuff. And she didn't like it. But anyway, yeah, just seeing my father being at the monster that he was. I mean, once again, that's my father. And and my grandfather beat my grandmother. But, you know, it stops with me. That's why I don't like drinking alcohol. That's why I don't like doing certain things because I don't want to activate those, those qualities. Now, I remember that the following day, my mother drove me to church. And I was just like, I want to fucking kill this guy. This fucking guy fucking smacking me around. Why are you still with him? Why are you still with him? Because I remember... When I got back from church, I put a fucking knife in my hand and I was just staring at him. I'm like, you motherfucker. And he said, what are you going to do with it? And he, and he said, you better think wisely what you're going to do. And, and I was brought to the brink of just kind of not insanity, but yeah, the, the point of insanity where I lost it. Like, how dare you kind of walk around here like you're King Midas. And here's a, here's a fucked up part. This is the most evil shit of it all. Um, my, um, my mother said, yeah, you need to go to church. You need to pray for, we need to pray for you. You need to go to church because the way that you've been treating me and your family is not, uh, is not godlike. And then this motherfucker said, well, I am God. I pay your rent. I put food in your stomach. Don't you fucking forget that. And then eventually my father died talking to a therapist one day. And she was saying, when you, you know, when you cried, when your father died, you were crying for the father you wish you had. But when it comes to evil, I saw my father, a shell of a man, I'll be, I'll call a spade a spade, shell of a man, beat my mother and my sister to a pulp, and then out of survival, because I'm not a killer, the following day, I, I, I was, I was thinking murderous thoughts. I was thinking very, I was thinking things that, that, that normal people would think. So it's normal as a human being to protect, to protect your family. And then the moment that I got the chance, right when I came from church, all that kind of shit, took a fucking butcher knife, well, one of those like little, uh, yeah, we'll just say a little butcher knife, it's like the little thick knife, and I just 
held it and I was just fucking ready to go. I was just like, I don't give a shit. You can't hurt me anymore. You can't hurt your supposed wife that you love. Like you can't fucking do this. And when he challenged me, like, if you wanna do it, you better fucking do it. Like it was like one of those things. And my mom was just like, don't do it, it's not worth it. And I dropped the knife and I ran to like um, Mr. Jones's, uh, my next door neighbor's home and shit. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, that, that's that's the most evil thing that I've experienced is protecting my family from a person who unfortunately is a sperm, sperm donor. I, that's what I consider him as. I just, I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's something that I've experienced. And I can kind of understand that when someone, we don't know how strong we are until we have to be, but when someone's brought to the brink of just kind of like, I have no more options, there's nothing else I can do. Man, mind you, my father was a little bit bigger than me. So overpowering. So even though I'm like 6'4", my dad's a hefty guy. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the day, the whole psychological warfare of, you know, uh, I pay... I keep the roof over your head. I'm fucking kidding. I don't have a job. I don't have like money like that. Um, it was so bad. My mom actually had a bank account with emergency funds that she was going to use so in the case that we needed to leave my father, that we could do it. But my aunt went ahead and took that fucking money, um, screwed us over, and spent that on some other stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, when it comes to the most experience, when it comes to experiencing pure evil, I experienced pure evil for the. I guess, 20th, 30th time, but I also experienced evil within myself. And I wondered, how did I get to that point? But at the same time, I kind of, I guess I I don't, I don't, I see it as like, it's bad and it's insanity, but I think the evil part, like if, if you were like outside <clears throat> looking in, they'll be like, oh my God, you know, fuck is this kid trying to, you know, stick a knife out for it? Like, if you don't know, then you don't know. So, I mean, maybe the kid who shot, you know, five people in his family, I do not condone killing or anything, but maybe he was being raped. Maybe his father raped him. Or maybe something crazy happened that we don't know. So maybe the whole idea of when people get to the brink of evil, you know, no matter who it might be, everyone has that backstory. And I feel like, once again, our environments make us evil. We don't grow up evil. I think it's just certain circumstances. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's vengeance. You know, maybe it's righting wrong, maintaining power. But yeah, you know, I saw, you know, a lot of evil in myself. But then I saw, like, a lot of redemptive qualities in myself. Because if I would do that shit again, I so would. Because I wanted to let him know, like, you can't fuck with me. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. But when it comes to just evil... I met evil with evil. You know, I'm like, okay, haha, like I'm just as evil as you are. And I think, you know, that evil is just kind of the the thing that balances everything out. Because I feel like if if everyone was so happy-go-lucky and kissing each other's ass, then there wouldn't be any aspirations to do better. And maybe I'm just sounding crazy. Maybe. No, no, not at all. No. I understand where you're coming from. And, and, and the thing is, we all... We take in that that little bit of evil that we 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 witness or we were a part of or anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sarah. So. Yeah. No, I I think. No, I think what you're saying is valid. I think what what you felt is real. I don't think you have you should feel like it was something that 
was not okay. Well, I mean, like when you went to South, I mean, speaking on your past shitty experience. Yeah. What we talked about. I mean, I'm sure if you could like, you know, fuck that guy up, you probably would. Sure. Yeah, you have anger that like residual anger that's just going to happen. Right. And do you think that if you didn't become angry, then that would make you a non-human? No. That would make you disconnected with the world. Maybe that would make you desensitized. No, I don't. I don't think it would desensitize you. I think anger. I think anger is going to happen no matter what. There are things that are going to make you angry, and I think there are things that are going to like piss you off. It's it's not going to desensitize you. But driving to the brink of insanity like that to something. It's not going to. It's not going to bring morality completely out from you. You know what I mean? Like you still have the morality to understand uh, what's good and what isn't. You know what I mean? But everyone understood that whatever, what happened to you, it would have been justifiable to do what you've had to do to kind of, you know, settle the score. Like, I don't think anybody would have been mad. But then she would realize she's no different than him. You know what I mean? She's no better than what he is. And and like, it's, it's shitty what happened, but like sometimes, like, you catch yourself in that evil like you, you think about the things that you can do or you would do and you don't you don't follow through with it because of the moral compass that you have and you realize you, you would take the higher ground you get what now, I'm saying where do we like get that moral compass from because a lot of people don't seem to have it you know I had a moral compass I still have it but yeah like once again I had something telling me like it's not worth it, it it's know? it's hard it, it's you catch yourself in it I, there's a there's definitely a moral compass. Like if I saw that person, like what am I supposed to do? You know, beat them up. Beat them up. Yeah, I would. I hope so, but I probably wouldn't. It's, but I'm like I'm angry for you. I'm just kind of like that. Just kind of made Jr. and I very livid. We we're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, it, but we would never like do. It's yeah. It's, um, yeah, and it's, it's so hard because you're like, what should I do after that scenario? You know, like you just you morality wise, you you want to be upset, but societal wise, what are you gonna do about it? You know so what I mean? So it's it's a it's a very fine line. Right, but do you think that there's any evil that's justified? I know that it's not mm-hmm. being the devil's advocate, pun intended. No. But do you think there's anything that you've seen? in history where you looked at it and you're just like you know what as fucked up as that was that person had it coming or as fucked up as that was maybe okay maybe maybe there have been scenarios in history that there have there's been a time I can't think of it off the top of my head but maybe there have been scenarios in history where you're like well it, it the ends justified the means you know what I mean? Like, at least this thing happened, so this thing could happen. So it's right. not its not necessarily that the morality was all good and fun at the end of the day, but the, the ends justified the means so that those means could happen. Well, I'll, I'll say a very interesting question that I had growing up in the church. 
Um, and the Bible always talks about thou shalt not kill. And my question was, if someone goes to war, right, Vietnam, World War II, and they're fighting for something that they personally believe in, would that individual be reprimanded for protecting their country, protecting their family, protecting their home, you know, in the name of, you know, just fighting evil? That depends I know, on their religion. I mean, we could talk about this on, on your podcast, uh, Sipping Liberty. <laughs> you know, but, I, but it's one of those questions where at like, what point does that line get unblurred? And, like, it depends no on their religion, though. No, but it's just kind of like the other person on the other side is trying to fight for their family, and they think that we're evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no, let's uh, kind of wrap it back to just some final thoughts that we just have about evil. Can can evil kind of be overcome? Can, can we kind of do something today to kind of turn back the hands of time of someone's frustration and no, you can't. Angst? You can't turn it back. You can, you can, you can check it. If you see something, you say something as as ABC special that sounds. You get what I'm saying? Say something, say something. You, you know what I mean? Like you have to say something. You have to keep it in check. Um, like certain things that I've seen in my life, uh, I'll mention it once again with my father. Like ever since I left my house, it, it's been getting worse with my father. He has gotten a little bit more verbally abusive and nasty. But when I was there, there was always a time that I would be like, yo, chill the fuck out, bro. Watch your fucking mouth. Don't talk to my mother like that. You get what I'm saying? Those certain, those little evils. And I find myself doing that at times. I find myself lashing out like he would. And then I would take it back. I'd be like, yo, my bad. I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't be talking to you like that. Or I would stop myself because I know how far it can go or would go or anything like that. But we have to be able to say something about it. We have to put those things, those limitations. We have to have limits to certain things. Those evils are out there because we don't say anything. We don't check it. We don't do anything about it. We, we, we let our children watch these things. We let our environment affect these people. We have to say something. We have to put limitations on things. There's so many things or so many avenues that people are just grabbing it and, it's, it's, and indulging on these things. So my final thoughts are, check it. Say something. There, there, there is, it's okay to say, yo, that's too much. It's okay to be like, yo, uh, that's enough for you, or you shouldn't have this, or you shouldn't have that. It's okay to tell your, your friend or your loved one that what they're thinking or the things that they just said is fucking outrageous. You need to step in and say something. You need to check these things now. Because if you don't, you don't know how far they go. You don't know what they'll do. At the end of the day, you need to check these things right away. If you don't say anything, it's going to just get worse. As I, Like I'm saying, with my father at, at the house now, I, I feel him getting worse and worse every day. The things that he's saying to people in general, I would stop him in, 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 in public for saying the things that he says. You know what I mean? But now that there's nobody there to say anything, my mom's just like, all right, he's going to just say what he's it just gets worse and worse. So if you don't say something, you don't know how far it's going to go. So when I do see him or when I do do talk to him, I'm like, yo, stop that fucking shit, man. You're thinking crazy. You shouldn't be thinking that way. You know what I mean? You have to be that person 
to step out of the, the, that that comfort zone and be like, nah, what you just said is not right. What you just did is completely not right. You, you get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, if you see something, say something. Don't don't fucking just be observant and just take out your phone and fucking record it. Say something about it. Do something about it. Stop it. We don't know how far it's gonna go. Sarah? I think you should be cognizant of like your friends. I think you should pay attention to uh, people that need that help. There, I have a friend that sends me good morning texts every morning and it literally brightens my day. And I, uh, she just does it out of the kindness of her heart. And I, I, I think it's things like that that make people just feel good. You should make other people feel good. And it, there's, there's times where like you just you just can't you just can't make people feel good it's it's a a whole nother uh it's a whole nother thing that you just can't do there's there's a scenario for yourself that you just can't make people feel good and then there is like a time where when you just you feel happy and that's where you should actually Put it out into the universe. Put it out towards your friends. If you're in a good mood, you should feel good to put that out towards people. If you want to say good morning to someone, say good morning. If you want to like talk to your friends and and tell them how you feel and just like get it out there, like do it because you never really know how people are feeling. You don't know how how down someone is, how depressed someone feels, and you just should reach out to someone and, like, feel that. Because sometimes it's, they might be at their lowest, and you really need to, like, connect with them and and let them know that they, they truly feel like you're my friend. You need to, like, let people know that they're appreciated, you know? Absolutely. And on that note, Albert Einstein once said, the world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. With that said, this is so about yesterday. Um, You guys just definitely see something, say something, and uh, light will definitely overcome the darkness. Uh, So we'll see you guys next week. And um, once again, we said we had something special for you. We're still working on it. But we got like a little surprise in store for everyone that's listening. Yeah. So stay tuned, you guys. Bye. Peace. How do you work this thing? Oh, this is Sarah's mom, and this is my favorite podcast. I don't really care for swear words, but I do care about you subscribing and listening every Thursday. Mama knows best.